Hey, this is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Justin Barsha, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? We're back with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. This week, episode 161. Really bitching lineup with Brandon Hartraff, Justin Starling, and Ben LeMay. We got a special guest in the studio. If you're watching on YouTube right now, we got Mr. Brad Smith, who uh, works with Pro Taper and DJ TJ's in the studio. But first, let's introduce our sponsors. I want to thank our title sponsor, Torque One Racing. Sorry, Brad. The Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by Torque One Racing, who's providing high quality, economical performance parts. So check out torqueoneracing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, and more. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let Johnny know at Torque One Racing that the Moto X Pod Show is promoting them. Let them know you're, you're listening. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Acherbees, X Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, Works Wheels and Mods, and Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. All on board. I want to let you guys know that uh, Blood Lubricants is back on this year. We just talked to Jeff the other day. We have a new discount code or a promo code. The promo code is MOTOX. So go to Blood Lubricants. Check out all the cool stuff they have, all the lines of oil, uh, including the Pro Light Series. Uh, let's see, Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood. This stuff is amazing. You guys know Chris Kiefer. He's tested it. It can help your bike run 30 to 35 degrees cooler. Who doesn't want that? Bloodlubricants.com. It's B-L-U-D. Check it out. Let them know the show sent you. Help us out. That uh, keeps those guys on board, keeps the money coming in. We need that stuff. So please, please use our sponsors. Support them. First up, DJ TJ back in studio. We are live on YouTube, correct? We are live on YouTube. Uh, I'm really excited. We we like Blood Lubricant so much, we paid them to be a sponsor. So, we did? Yeah. We had oh, I didn't to, know that. It came out of our out of our bank account just to keep them on board because their well, stuff is so good. That came out of your bank account then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, man, I'm glad to have them back on and- and just glad to be in the studio multiple weeks in a row. I mean, I hate the fact that I'm not actually out working, making money, but at least I get to have fun. Yeah, I'm glad you're not working because uh, <laughs> it helps when you're here. But yeah, I want to introduce our, our guest, uh, Brad Smith. Been friends with you for a long time. Uh, I think I met you through Michael Gage out at Swan many, many moons ago. How you been, man? <laughs> I've been good. Yeah. Um, crusty. Crusty, crusty, crusty. Crusty because you're old and crusty. Yeah, I had a I had a guy call me the other day and said, uh, "Hey, Brad, what what kind of shape are you?" And I said, "Round." Right. Yeah. Hey, that's a shape, man. <laughs> shape. Well, so when I first met you, you hauled ass. Um, how long has it been since you've been on a bike? Have you been doing any riding, or do you still no, haul ass? I I, uh, I I work. I built me a couple custom Harley, so I'm just okay. a street guy now. Yeah. Uh, had some health issues the past six seven years that kind of got me off the dirt uh my sons wouldn't let me ride anymore <laughs> yeah well they're, they're probably just looking out for and, you and, yeah and uh yeah i couldn't be more blessed that way but right. uh, uh and i'm still in the industry I, i've been with uh tucker power sports now for 16 years and uh it's just a, it's a great company i've been the pro taper design engineer for 
those 16 years. Okay. I was wondering what your title was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I worked remote from my home. Uh, you know, when all these uh, people think there's probably a big old herd of guys, engineers with uh, white lab coats and <laughs> clipboards. It's a it's an old fat dude in, yeah. in Lindale. I thought it was Paul Parabinos. He's the brand manager. He was the yeah, brand manager. Yeah, yeah. Paul's awesome, man. Yeah. I miss him so much. And, uh, our new brand manager, Randy Valade, him and I started with Tucker about the same time. Okay. He was with Answer. Right? Uh, he was with Answer then. We had Answer, MSR, Pro Taper, all under the same company. And uh, just I, I've just been so blessed with the people I've worked with uh, over the years. You know? Yeah. Uh, we got a tight knit group of you know four or five guys me here and then guys out in california that uh uh do all the marketing and, and artwork and stuff and we've just had a great uh relationship i mean when i started pro taper probably had i don't know three or four pages of stuff yeah yeah y- y'all see their catalog yeah. now oh i know it's amazing <laughs> and we're going to talk about all that here in a few minutes um i do want to touch on moto fight club before we get into that uh, briefly, but I also want to let you guys know Fly Racing obviously has been a sponsor of ours going on two years now. Uh, for the last two months, we have given away a set of Fly Kinetic Mesh Youth Gear. This week, JT wants to give away a set of Fly Kinetic Gear Adult. Um, so here's what I want to do. I was thinking about this while talking to Jeff with Blood Lubricants. Uh, we have all these great sponsors. We have thousands and thousands of downloads per episode. But as I've said before, we get very few people that seem to really enter these contests for some reason. A lot, and small amounts of feedback. And, you know, when you look at the numbers, TJ, like Mathis gets 50,000 downloads or something like that. But he might only get 100 people entering the contest. So that's still a pretty small percentage of yeah, listeners. Yeah, for real. Um, but with the blood lubricants, they didn't get a whole lot of feedback really from our listeners last year. And I want to change that. So what I want to do is have you guys that listen, especially people who have never uh, sent us an email, never really reached out to us, who have never entered a contest. I want you to send me an email of why, one, why you listen to the show, what you like about it. Um, you know, don't don't fluff it up. Just be honest. If you tell us what you don't like about it, but give us your honest opinion of the show. What what it is you like, um, and I'm gonna pick one, or we'll pick one to win this set of Fly Kinetic gear. I posted a picture on our Instagram, so you got a pretty good idea of what you can pick from. It's badass gear. Um, Fly makes some of the best stuff around. But I want to know what's up. Uh, you know, and all our regular guys that enter contests all the time, go ahead and enter. But I really want somebody new. I want to see some new names, some new emails coming through. Let us know what's up because I want to get more more promotion for our sponsors. They have to have a reason to send us money to keep doing this and to send us to Supercross and all that stuff. So I want to give them one. I want to get them involved, and I want to know why, what we need to do differently. So send those emails. You can go to at MotoXPodShow.com and click on the contact form or just send it to MotoXPodShow at Gmail. But let us know what's up. All right, so Moto Fight Club. Brad, you didn't get a chance to uh, watch it yet, um, but TJ, you watched it today. I did. So the idea behind this thing, bracket racing, sort of similar to Red Bull Straight Rhythm, but with some – bitching you know old timers basically man we had bradshaw we had brock glover we had jeff stanton uh ivan tedesco was supposed to race and had an illness uh we had mike alessi ryan villapoto jake weimer ryan sipes kevin windham really rad event but um what'd you think of it so 
I actually spent the money. People surprisingly, people that know me know how cheap I am, and for me to drop twenty dollars to watch a one-off race, which was actually more surprising after I watched the first five minutes for free, that were terrible. It got better as the event went on. Uh, they they seemed to figure it out, and maybe I gave them a little bit of a of a mulligan on it because we do some video production stuff here now, and I'm in charge of that, and it's not easy. Right. So I'll give them a little bit of grace on that. But the event was good. The racing was good. And even Kathy, my wife, watched a lot of it with me. And she's, she liked it better, the the format, better than the straight rhythm. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, okay. And so by the end of it, I kind of agreed with her. I think, obviously, the production quality, the track quality, the, those kind of things could be better. But for what seemed to be, I hope it was last minute. I hope it wasn't. I, I think they, from what I understand, they had about two weeks yeah. where they put it through it together. Um, and, you know, like I said, the, the sound quality was rough. I think they could fix those things. But we had some pretty cool racing. I mean, seeing K-Dub out there, seeing Bradshaw and Stanton battle it out again, and there's, you know, some block passes going on here and there, you know, a little. I mean, it was cool, right? I mean, yeah, it sounded rough. There was points where the camera would lose them for a second and jump back and forth, but that doesn't really matter. We got some racing. They raised some money. We, I was super surprised, honestly. Like, I know Alessi's been riding a lot, but the fact that he won the whole thing surprised me. I had RV to win. The guy's clearly not in race shape, even though he likes to talk a lot of shit. Um, had he been in shape, had K-Dub been in shape, I think it would have been pretty cool, to uh, a little bit different. Maybe Alessi still wins. Unless, unless he takes racing way too seriously. It doesn't matter what he's doing. Like It doesn't matter what's going on or, yeah. or what. Alessi is always out there to win. That's the type of mentality he has. So, <laughs> I was laughing at this. I don't know if you watched the whole thing all the way to the end with the, the podium speeches and stuff, the talks. I, I didn't catch his podium. Okay. <laughs> he had a number one jersey on backwards. Like he just won the Supercross Championship. Oh, my God. I was kind of like, yeah. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Hey. Like, okay, is he just ha if he's just having fun with it, okay. If he's taking it serious, like this is a real championship, yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think? You didn't see it. What do you think? <laughs> now that I know that, I mean, I'm starting to believe the hype. <laughs> I'm really <starting laughs> the hype to is real. Hype. Uh, well, Brad, you didn't get to see it. What do you think? Uh, I mean, the, what do you think about the concept and getting some of these guys out oh, there? I, I think it's awesome, you know, to get all those guys out there together. Uh, I mean, you talk about a legacy of championships and just bad dudes that can yeah. still out there go out there and hang. Yeah. Uh, I did watch some of the practice. And it was awesome. You know, I I thought I was watching. It must be a Cajun Louisiana thing, because when I was watching Wyndham, it looked like Trey Klingfoss going around. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. Trey, <laughs> they got, Trey they, Klingfoss. They're both so super X. smooth, but they are sponsored by Wrangler and Carhartt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you that don't know, so our, one of our local tracks, Swan MX, Trey Klingfoss owns it. This guy will not ride for five years. Jump on a clapped out bike that's late, leaning in his shop with a. With like you said, Wranglers and a uh, uh, what's the shirt? Flannel. flannel, flannel shirt, and go out and smoke everybody. And I'm talking about everybody. It doesn't matter who shows up for about half a lap. Yeah, for about half a lap. <laughs> that, that, it's unreal. That, that, but that's that's exactly what I was thinking of when K Dub was racing. Apparently, he somehow he's the last time I think he raced was MX of Nations. And this is the next race, and he forgot his gear bag. Yeah, how, how, how do you do that? How does a guy who's grew up his whole life? How do you grow? I mean. 
How do you forget your gear bag when you're so going you to, go a to a race? You only go to one race. A race. So I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. That's awesome. Well, I hope to see this thing be something, you know, once a year, a couple times a year. When did it air? Like, when was it live? It was live last night. Monday night was like a roundtable. They were all around, or a fireside. Yeah. So we're the first podcast to cover it? As far as I know. I yeah, I don't know. Maybe posted. unless Weege did something today or Mathis that we don't know about yet. But. Yeah. But no, it was cool. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy to see racing. Um, Absolutely. And it would be cool. I thought of a ways that local tracks could put this into their like like little race series. They could have like a like on like Friday practice, and then the top ten of each class, or top maybe five or six from each class, they could do like a deal for them to maybe win some prizes. Those kind yeah. of head-to-head races. It could make it fun. Yeah, it was cool. I'm glad to see it. Hopefully, it'll continue. Uh, you know, if we're not going to get super cross, hopefully at the end of the month. But if not, whatever you guys can get on TV to let me watch some motorcycle racing. Like this weekend, I'm going up to J- Justin Brayton's race in uh, Winterset, Iowa. And I think Bradshaw's going to be there. Weimer's supposed to be there. LeMay, Denny Stevenson. Hopefully there'll be some racing, some good racing there. And I'll try to get some coverage for our YouTube vlog. But anyway, let's get to Brad for a few minutes. We've got about 10, 15 minutes before we got to get Brandon Hartraff on. Um, so... When did you get into the motorcycle racing to begin with? Was this something you grew up doing? Uh, kind of, sort of. Uh, you know, like I was telling you earlier, uh, my I, I grew up in southern Indiana. Uh, my father passed away when I was two years old in a plane crash. Oh, wow. With so. his uh, company that he was with, him and his boss. And my mom never remarried or anything. So I was kind of on my own. My grandpa got me my first mini bike. I don't know. I was like four. Yeah. And uh, then it was done. You're all in. I'm in. And, you know, back there, you know, when I when I started getting older, uh, my first race was on an XR75 back in 75, I think. Okay. That's <laughs> but, when I was born, by the way. <laughs> then uh, I, I got out of it, did the BMX thing for a while, got back into racing when I got mobile because I was, you know, driving myself around and uh, started getting, you know, pretty fast uh winning some stuff i won the district 15 indiana 250b in 1982 then got my a card and a pro card and uh shortly after that discovered girls and beer <laughs> that took precedence <laughs> there goes my career yeah <laughs> well you know I, I spent you know I, you know, of course, I worked at a gas station all through high school and college, and every dime I made went to racing. And I was doing it in an El Camino. and uh, Which would be super rad now. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I had a blast. I, I could race three times a weekend within 150 miles. Okay. I could, you know, because up there it's, you know, dirt track, circle track, sprint car stuff. Yeah, I love that Hell, stuff, by the way. They're all over the place. And then these guys would start putting – little supercross tracks on the infields of these dirt tracks so i could race friday night saturday night and sunday at three different tracks within 150 miles that's cool i didn't know the sport was that prevalent up there at that time yeah in the in the early 80s it was uh who are your guys professional wise who were the guys you liked the most you know i guess that's rj days jeff ward days or well bob hannah what i mean a good friend of mine uh well, let me tell you this. Here's, here's how old I am. Uh, <laughs> all the tracks I was racing at, I remember uh, LaRocco and Stanton and Swink and all these guys on 80s. 
when I was, you know, riding 250A. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, back then it didn't have 8 billion classes like they got now. Right. You know, it's it's a little diluted now is what it used to be. But um, I had a blast. I had some support from Honda and, and a local shop in Evansville, Indiana, a big town about 40 miles from where I grew up. But, uh, I, you know, I, I did pretty good uh, while I was in it. Then I took off. I was out of it completely from for 10 years. A kid moved. I moved to Texas right out of college. What brought you to Texas? A job. Okay. Uh, I, just, I just finished up college. Um, got down here, and a kid moved into the apartments where I lived. Had a couple dirt bikes in the back of his truck. I said, man, I used to do this. I said, let's go ride. So we went riding. I was back. And I, I said, man, we got to find a track. I'm going racing. This was a clapped out, it was like a 90, oh man, no, I think it was like a, this was in 92, I think, and it, I think it was an 89 YZ125 with bald tires, had a rubber band hold the Kickstarter in, <laughs> everything, and I, I raced down that's, in Jacksonville. That's a power Thun, band. Thunder Mountain, yeah, that was it, it was a black one too, and uh, you know, I, I raced uh, 125 Intermediate. You know, I hadn't been on a bike in 10 years, and I hopped in the Intermediate class. Well, yeah. we take off. I'm dead last down the straight. The bike just, I'm just pinned. It's just a dog. And uh, by the end of the race, I was in third. Nice. Went that weekend, bought me a two fi- KX250, and I've been doing it ever since. I got off a few years ago because right. of health stuff. Yeah. But, uh, well, like I said, when I met you, man, I, which is probably, I want to say mid-90s, maybe late-90s. It was before I think I quit riding for a while. Yeah, I just remember. Maybe it was after that. I don't remember. Maybe it was the 2000s. I think it was when I got back into it, and Michael Gage and I were hanging out a lot. That's where yeah. I think I met you. And yeah, just you're on Suzuki's, I believe. Maybe yeah, I had, a, I had a good deal with Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I was in shape. I could, uh, you know, not to toot my own, you know, but I, I run with those young bucks pretty good. Yeah. Well, you're fast. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've got about five minutes before we need to get Brandon on. So remind me of your title at, at Pro Taper again? Uh, product Design Engineer. Okay, so how do you get into, before Pro Taper, just in learning how to do that stuff? Is that what your career became? Where you, like, did you learn AutoCAD? Did you go to school for that? Yeah, like, I, I went to school for tool and die design. Okay. Uh, and But that was before computers you know and stuff uh we were still hammering with uh chisels and okay stones. all right <laughs> but i no, i i learned you know and i've loved motorcycles all my life yeah. and i've always built my own stuff uh, i can do all my own fab work machine work welding whatever and i always built cool little stuff you know uh i built some stuff for me and my boys because you know space in our trailer was uh, a premium mm-hmm. you know we had hauling six race bikes uh i made folding stands for for us and stacked up you know i could put six stands in the space i of remember one stands one stand well a, a a sales manager a sales manager for tucker i met at broadway yamaha one night i said look i want to show you this he said man that's awesome he sets up a meeting for me with tucker power sports was tucker rocky back then yeah and um uh, so I got, I got this meeting, you know, well, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just, a guy, I was an engineer for Nautilus fitness equipment then. Okay. And, uh, did treadmills and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, I, I downloaded a generic non-disclosure agreement 
Okay, so I'm going down to Tucker at, at their headquarters in Fort Worth, and I carried this stand in under a blanket, and I had, you know, I'm in this boardroom. Okay, yeah. I have all these guys sign this non-disclosure, and I saw I show them this. They loved it. They say, "Oh man, we want to build it. We we want to give you royalties." And I'm going, "Wow, wow, this is great." <laughs> I remember all this. And then and then, I found out the volumes that they were talking. I may, you know, I may get a couple hundred a year. <laughs> Yeah, a couple hundred dollars right, a year, right? And I thought, oh, God, man, I, you know, I'm used to, you know, with Nautilus stuff, I was used to huge volumes of stuff. You know, motocross is different. But uh, when I met them after that meeting, two days later, they called me up and offered me a job. And I, like you know, I, I'd, I'd been, uh, they wanted me to move to, you know, to Fort Worth to the corporate office, and and I said, you know, look, man, I know all these dealers around i have a great relationship with them i have a great relationship with fab shops i can prototype anything and and you know my kids my family's here this is where i live and i can't do it you know we went back and forth a few times and they they struck a deal and you know 16 years later i'm still still going and you know it's because i i got a passion for it you know i love the sport have my whole life and you know my kids did it and uh i love the people i've met in it you know most of them anyway. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've just, uh, I've been very blessed in it. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, like, oh, man, I'm getting, I'm on the downhill side to 60. And, Ooh. uh, uh, you know, when is, you know, but the guys I've worked with, the, one of the guys I work with was the original designer of the Pro Taper Bar. Okay. Scott Boyer. Uh huh. Good friend of mine. We worked together for the last 16 years. He was, he was one of the main dude. He designed the Scott boot back oh, in the wow. day too. Okay. Yeah, that that's, yeah, that's a good awesome. story. Mathis just posted a picture of those. He has some. Really? Yeah, he just posted some. Scott's a he's a, he's an awesome dude, yeah. and he's been there, done that, and whatever. And his my design capabilities, and you know, just mechanical thinking, and his uh, help in that arena. But he's got so many overseas liaisons that he works with that we can get production and stuff like that going. And he just knows so many people in the business. Uh, it's just worked out perfect. I mean, we got our graphics and marketing guys in, in Irvine, California. Scott's out there too. He's a contract guy, but has been forever, but he's just, he's just a genius and uh, always yeah. makes us look good. You know, it's, it's fun. It's always interesting to me when you see these new products because I don't have that type of mindset to design stuff. Like, man, how? Like, I go, man, I got to design something. You know, I need to come up with some get quick million dollar scheme. But like, I, I can't think of anything that hasn't been invented yet. But you came up with this bitching ass start device. Show that TJ. Put yeah, that let up. me see this. So we've heard about. We've all heard Paul talk about this on Pulp. Uh, Dean Wilson had it on his bike at Glendale last year. Anton, I think, was the first guy to notice it. It might have been Michael Lindsay, actually, now that I think about it. I think it was Lindsay that noticed it. And I was standing there, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was cool. And it was still kind of secret. You know, he really didn't want pictures taken of it at the time. That's it. And Mr. Brad here, he, Smith, he's the one that designed it. Yeah. Like, and I, he put it that, in my hands, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally out now. Yeah. I, I think we've got... I don't know, maybe a hundred units out there right now. That's just that was just a pre kind of a I don't know a pre order kind of thing. Right. But we're expecting big things with this. Uh, I've I think through the years ahead. through the years I think I've gotten more than a half a dozen patents. 
Okay. For Tucker. Yeah. As well, and I want to get into all that. We're going to talk to, about that. Um, well, we still have a little bit of time, so we can get into some of that. But I want to save some of this for the end of the show just because I don't want to run into Brandon's time. But um, so what What was the first thing you worked on when you went to work for ProTaper? Was there a particular I did, product? I did, you know, I did a, a folding stand. Okay. I did the folding stand. Uh, we did it under the MSR brand. Mm. And... Uh, that was through Tucker. Yeah, that was that was that was my first project. Was I I made the the stand that I built into a production part. Okay, did it change much? Yeah, it had you know had the MSR logo and stuff, and you know it, it was but, just, but it, like, it was a lot cleaner. Okay. You know, it's all aluminum, and it wasn't. Four months later, Western Power Sports. <laughs> One of our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but say know, whatever you it's, want, man. It's hey. over with now. No, I say mean, whatever was, you want, though. This was 15 years yeah. ago. Uh, 16 years ago. They copied that thing to a T. Really? <laughs> I, everything. I was, yeah. uh, and you know, when, when, you know, when I first got into it, and I was, you know, I was, it was cool. I got, uh, my buddy Pete Watson that owned Broadway Power, or Power Sports. Yeah, that was it. But he got me, I would go to these shows these motorcycle expos and uh, go in as a dealer and I'd go to the competitors booths and, you know, check out, you know, Hey, yeah, show me all your new stuff. You know, oh, I'm yeah. okay. And they bring me in, show me all this. You know, after a couple of years, they kind of caught on to me. <laughs> Get out of here. Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that, you know, uh, I was over with doing that, but right. I, you know, I've met so many people, so many great people. I got stories with uh, Pete that'll just blow your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I think anybody who knows Pete in any way more than just like casually oh. has good stories about Pete Watson. Yeah, he was just. Yeah, I don't know him. I Pete Watson I... was the uh, the local. Uh, I guess you say the local moto shop owner because nobody else focused on motocross the way Pete was. I think Pete Watson had the shop so he could do whatever he wanted to with motocross bikes. Yeah, I wonder if right, I ever right? met him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I mean, when I. How much time we got? You I got still a, got ten I, minutes, so yeah. yeah. I got a I got a great story. Well, um, back in you know, and this is you know back in mid nineties, motocross was strong. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, we it would go peak really. We would go to tracks, and every gate was packed. Yep. And then then it got to where there was a lot of tracks opening up, so it started diluting the thing a little bit. But the first time I raced against a YZ400 down at Mosier Valley, I was on a KTM 380. Uh, Guy Cooper was the regional sales manager for KTM at that time. And Pete, you know, they, they took really good care of me on bikes. That KTM 380 was a beast. I, and I rode a CR500 before that. Oh, God. That was like riding a top fuel dragster. Yeah, yeah. And I did third gear starts on that thing. <laughs> rrr, rrr, rrr. You know, I used a few clutches, but um, I was racing. I, the first time I saw a YZ400, I told the guys, and you know, people say what they want, but I said, this is going to end motocross as we know it. This thing will. Okay, so we're racing. And I, I was racing some hot shot out of uh, Oklahoma. I can't remember the guy's name, but nonetheless. I come inside, I clipped his front wheel, and he goes down. Well, I come around the next lap, and he's there kicking the shit out of this thing. They did not want to start. Kicking it. And I come around the next lap, and he's leaned over the bike, just panting. <laughs> I come around the next lap, that bike's laid down, he's gone. It was he hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Then, a few, <laughs> uh, not too many weeks later, 
I'm at a big race at Lake Whitney, and I'm on my 380 KTM two stroke. Rest in peace, Lake Whitney. Oh, that place! That place was cool. Yeah. But I'm I'm on a full gate, and it was an open class, and I'm on a full gate with me, 38 YZ400s, <laughs> and a Vertimati. Uh, an Italian bike. I didn't know Ver- what that is. A Vertimati. That's Ver- a Vertimati. Yeah. It was okay. a local dealer there in Whitney, Texas. That had, you know, this guy. Yeah. You know, he's just a cool guy okay. that had a cool bike, exotic bike. Well, okay, so I'm. I couldn't. I couldn't even tell if my bike was running, except for the vibration of the two stroke. Because all you know, yeah, all these four hundreds. I cooked them, man. That orange bike went out in front of this sea of blue and just freaking smoked them. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good, man. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so when does the the uh, Pro Taper deal come along? Is Pro Taper part of Tucker at that time? Yes. Okay. Because uh, it's t- always been, right? Yes. Okay. Well, it, it was Answer. Yeah, yeah. Originally, Answer Products, which that was uh, – I have a bar, Eddie Cole. I have a bar pad that used to sit on one of these in my old shop. Yeah. That says Answer Pro Taper. The bar pad yeah. has oh, both I, of them I on never it. noticed that. Yep. Eddie, okay. Eddie Cole, that uh, is the dad of the kid that, or I say kid, the guy that owns Matrix. Okay. Now the, does all the pads and all yeah. the other stuff. Well, Eddie Cole's been around for a hundred years, and he was partners with Scott that I was telling you about, or Scott mm-hmm. Boyer, and they've done. Just phenomenal things, you know, throughout the years. Sunline, uh, well, Answer Products. They made they made exhaust and silencers back then too. Yeah. Uh, and then they, of course, did the uh, the bar with. Uh, uh, gosh, who was the? Uh, wasn't. This is the age Reynolds. kicking in. Yeah, yeah. This is what? It's the age. age. Oh, yeah. It's not the age. It's, it's you know, being... Uh, We're old I've, here. I've probably been knocked out 30 times in my life, you know, <laughs> racing motorcycles, so a lot of stuff leaks out. Um, when the answer first started, uh, the first guy to run it was uh, Damon Bradshaw. The and, beast. Yeah. He's something else. And are uh, lying. He, uh, oh, by the way... He was a... He's a talker. I mean, he's... Yeah. He, <laughs> So I texted Damon Monday or Tuesday when I decided to go to Justin's race. Once I made the decision, he's going to be there. I said, you're still going to be there, right? He said, yeah. So I'm coming up. I'm flying in Friday. He goes, playing pool. His his response was, you can't ride my bike. (laughs) And then the second text was, don't even bring your gear bag. (laughs) You know about that, right? No. Like he wrecked and weeded up, broke himself and Bradshaw's bike. Fractured four ribs and punctured a lung on Damon's bike in November 27th, last Uh, year. Last year. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I'll show you the video later. But yeah, <laughs> he's like, because and, and then, uh, uh, geez, my, my James from Race Tech, who's yeah. the one that really invited me to begin with, he was like, oh, I have a bike you can ride. And I was like, dude, I'm not even riding. I'm I'm not. I'm actually. I don't know if you know. I'm. I got hurt at work last oh, yeah. week. I fell on the dump truck. I slipped my and landed on my ribs again. And I'm pretty sure they're broke again, but I won't go to the doctor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not riding. I'm 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 in a lot of pain right now. Um, okay, we've got about five minutes, so let's take our commercial break. All right. And we'll be back with Brandon Hartraff. 
We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom painted helmets tricked out and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998 and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X-Pod show sent you. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into one of the choice goggle companies for many of the top privateers, like Ben LeMay, Jacob Hayes, Ryan Brees, and John Short. Check out xbrand.com or email me, darksidemx3 at AOL, for pricing. But tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us from Red Bull KTM, Mr. Brandon Hartraff. What's up, dude? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Really, really stoked to talk to you. Um, you know, obviously, you know it's been a weird couple months, right, since Daytona. Um, I don't think we've talked since. How how have you been? How have things been going with you? Uh, it's been pretty good, actually. I uh, moved into a new house. Um, I actually moved in with my girlfriend and Jacob Hayes and Bradley Taft. So, oh, nice. Uh, we've been pretty occupied for the last about two months now. So um, that's been a lot of fun, to be honest. Plus, we've still been uh, training, just taking a little bit of time off the bike. But uh, as of late, we've been riding a lot more. So um, just just honest, honestly, just enjoying. I get enjoying some time off. But anyway, obviously, I want to go back racing. So Yeah, and I want to ask I mean, you about that. Much better, but, but first, I got to ask you, you know, rooming with uh, Jacob Hayes. Yeah, I was going to say something yeah. about did, that. Did he talk any trash on Daniel? Did Daniel kick him out? I mean, how'd that go? Oh, we're freaking bun- – we all talk We all talk smack to each other, so it's, yeah. uh, it's good. <laughs> all right, what did you have, TJ? No, that's what I was going to bring up. Same question? Whole, yeah, same oh, okay. question, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just talked to Daniel a little while ago, as a matter of fact, but we were talking about Eagle Grit. Um, all right, yeah. Brandon. So, man, this year, you know, you moved from Cycle Trader 
to the Red Bull KTM move uh, team, a hell of a move. You were super stoked yeah. on the bike when we first talked to you. I have to imagine you're still in the same place, but like what 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 do you like about it now versus say a couple months ago? You know what what's the best thing about the bike, the team, uh, you know, and how much has it helped you? Um, I'm obviously a bigger guy. Um, we just the resources, man. Honestly, like we've had, they have obviously a lot of more resources than Cycle Trader, and obviously sure. a better background. And I mean, I'm not knocking on Cycle Trader. I think they obviously no, no. helped me to where I am now. So, but no, just the, just the resources. Um, the bike is very well. We have apparently, obviously, I was on the team last year, but they obviously got rid of people and brought some new people in and. I think the bike right now is, is very, very good. Um, we switched, obviously, exhaust, and then I guess they did some different things in the motors, and the suspension this year is unbelievable. I mean, I, I personally think our bikes are the sturdiest bikes in the whoops. If you watch me and Derek hit whoops, yeah, at, at least on West Coast, we are literally straight. We don't ever get sketchy or anything. I mean, obviously a little pitch here and there, but if you focus on me and Derek through the whoops, we are straight. Um the training's been really good. Um, no, I mean, just the whole program has been really awesome. Obviously, uh, we're we're on a factory team now, so we uh, we have to put in a lot of hard work and put the results in is what they want. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just pumped on everybody. My mechanics awesome. Um, TK, everybody's just great. So, but it's pretty sweet. Like, so right now we just got back to Supercross and like we have the KTM shop, and then literally a quarter mile is two supercross tracks literally right above it so right that's pretty sweet that's like a dream i mean you literally can walk from the shop to the track and just pretty it's, it's awesome <laughs> yeah that's good so i know that there's a um like some news supposed to be dropping pretty soon uh for the yeah. supercross stuff have have y'all switched to riding like any moto stuff are y'all back and forth to try to keep fresh because since no one kind of has known you know exactly what's going to happen what's your, what's y'all's day-to-day like um we've been for the last about three to four weeks we've been riding outdoors like two to three three days a week um i know the teams right now every team's honestly on a budget so mm-hmm. the best thing we've done is just save money and been riding the four i've been riding a 450 which i personally obviously like the 450 i'm a bigger guy but just been riding just to maintain fitness and just Obviously, riding the bike helps. Nothing's better than riding a dirt bike. So, um, yeah, just the last three to four weeks, it's been just outdoors. And this week, we just started riding Supercross. So, nice. and, uh, I haven't ridden Supercross in San Diego. And oh wow, honestly, I think I'm already better now than I was before then. So yeah, that's you good. you're West Coast. You had a lot lot longer break. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. long time off of Supercross. Go ahead, TJ. Yeah, we have a question from Ron Dog on our live chat, and he wants to know if you – are you training down there at Baker's Factory? No, I'm in, I'm, I'm in California right <laughs> off of yeah, that's Indian right. Truck Trail, which is right by the Corona Test Track. So, so, so you're at that. Yeah, I just, I've been out here. The whole that's time. that's Ron Dog from the Dented Pipe podcast. For those uh, listening, yeah, Ron Dog's uh, got a new podcast going on, Brandon. So, uh, if Ron Dog ever reaches out to you, he's a good dude, man. You give him a shot. Do it. Do one of his shows. It's it's pretty cool. Um, All right. Yeah, Brandon. So with this new team and a whole new Brandon Hartraff, you know, a new new start really. Um, how big of a an effect was the the corona and not going racing like how much did that affect your program 
what was it a huge letdown you know what what like how did it affect you personally um honestly it didn't really affect me too much because i know obviously they shut down all the gyms um i have a little gym in my house and Mm -hmm. then obviously we cycle we mountain bike a lot so um not honestly not too much just been riding the riding is honestly the only thing that's been affecting to where we haven't they obviously shut down the tracks for about a month so right um that was about it not too much honestly it was, it was probably a little good for me to get off the bike a little bit so um just to refresh my mind and body so honestly i think it's for the better but in the way for the whole world is worse so um, right right well that's that's interesting but you know it, it changes as of right now anyway we we assume it's going to change the standard schedule right i mean we should be going into outdoors here pretty soon i don't even know where we're oh, at this weekend was yeah to be hang time okay sure. okay that's what i thought yeah so we should be doing outdoors now we don't really know what's going to happen there's a possibility we'll do supercross at the end of this month there's still yeah. a possibility it could be when you should be on your quote-unquote break that you guys get uh you know it, it's affecting a lot it could be affecting some contracts um not every. Uh, no. I mean, it's definitely affecting. It's affecting a lot yeah. for our sport, especially because our all. I mean, mostly everybody's contract ends September thirty first. So, right. Um. Yeah, and like say, I get this is our off season right now. Technically, technically, but yeah. Reality, it's not because we're still we're all still training. Like, there's nobody that's just stopped. Like, oh, I'm gonna go go on a cruise for. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely. It's it's I don't know it's it's crazy to think because we'll be racing technically if it's say if you race the rest of Supercross from June first to the end of June and then you go to outdoors and they gotta finish twelve rounds so we probably gonna be racing until November maybe if not later so we and we still don't even know if we're racing so well let's it's just, let's it's say that happens let's say that let's say Supercross gets pushed to after nationals. And you guys, you really don't get any tech, quote unquote off season other than right now. Um, yeah. Is that something that, like, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's maybe it's just what you have to do, but would that really like bother you to go? All right, we're ending Supercross, and two weeks later, we're starting Supercross. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna be bitter on a lot. Honestly, everybody, it's just. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's crazy to think. I I thought of that. They said we were talking about it yesterday. Maybe. We'll only have like a month, like until we race Anaheim. Like if from the last race of outdoors or Supercross, it'd be like a month until we race Anaheim. So yeah, and yeah, the, that is crazy. I think that's it'll definitely um, burn some people out for sure. I'm about uh, to say the bad I thing know, is is y'all can't even do anything right now, but sit around and and wait. You can't like take a vacation right now with right. the world shut down. No, it's, that's what I'm saying. So if we race May 31st, that's how many days is that? Like. 15 something yeah, something yeah. like that. It's coming. So, what? It, like, say if you actually haven't done anything, like, okay, you got 15 days. Like, yeah, I mean, I I personally kept training, but I'm saying, for instance, for somebody <laughs> else, they're kind of screwed. Right, yeah. Well, we just, I was just reading in some social media. It sounds like they've officially announced it, TJ, the 31st. Yeah, that's Salt Lake or something. Yeah, yeah. Salt Lake. Supposed to, and then they have more information to come. So, okay. Uh, I hadn't seen that earlier, so that's, yeah. Yeah, that was on Motocross Actions. But oh, I, shit. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but they're reposting some breaking news from, and okay. other people have said that yeah. Supercross Live posted it on their Instagram. It says, when when Weege posts it, I'll believe it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, obviously. I'm curious. 
I'm curious if they're going to make us stay there. Like, right. I hope we can like at least fly back and forth, but I, I have no clue. Obviously, nobody knows right now what their plan is until maybe tomorrow. So yeah, that would be interesting if they like said, okay, y'all can come out here, but we're going to keep you here so we don't have to worry well, about quarantine. Or that's what that they stuff. were discussing doing with Arizona originally. That was like because that's what they're doing for baseball, but yeah. it's a lot different and. I don't know how you would enforce that. Like Steve kept, Mathis kept saying, if Eli wants to go home, he's going to go home. What are they going to do? But I mean, they could, I guess the AMA could say, well, if you leave, you're out. You're disqualified. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, could. That's crazy. It would yeah. be like the Olympics where everybody is in one town the whole time, yeah. except for there's not any hot chicks. Ah, you, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we got they got to build that testosterone to go racing it anyway. So. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you say that. Oh my. God. Oh wow. <laughs> So, he said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> hey, Brandon, did you uh, did you watch the Moto Fight Club last night? Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. How was it? Uh, you know, we we were talking about this before the show started. Production value was not great, um, but all things yeah. considered, I don't think they had a lot of time to throw it together. It was fun. I'll say that we haven't had any racing, and we got to see see Jeff Stanton and Damon Bradshaw battle. We got to see yeah. Alessi take it to RV, which I was. Quite honestly, yeah, a little surprised by. Uh, we got to see the beauty of K Dub riding. Um, so yeah, I think it was cool. It was worth the twenty bucks, and it was. You guys aren't racing, so I was glad somebody was. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely cool. Obviously, uh, they probably got a lot of views from it, but I feel like it randomly like popped up. Like I had no idea until like two days ago. So I didn't know about didn't it know. until Dark Side's <laughs> like, "Hey, I'm watching this thing tonight," and I'm like, "Watching what?" I thought everybody knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought everybody knew, but that's because I listened to all the other podcasts and <laughs> I saw it on social media, you know. And I mean, I just I was I was hyped on it because Mathis has been talking about it for a couple of weeks. Well, he had Bradshaw and Stanton on the show, or no, he had RV and Alessi on the show, and then he did a podcast yeah. with Stanton and Bradshaw. So I already listened to all that stuff last week. So uh, I assume you don't listen to too many podcasts, huh, Brandon? No, I mean here and there, but uh, <laughs> I will say I did watch like Velpoto and um, Alessi and like. I actually thought Leslie was ripping. Yeah, dude, he looked good. I mean, you know, look, anybody at that level, I mean, people bag on Alessi for certain things and the, the, what the the family's done, but anybody at that level, your level, are amazing riders. So, yeah, he was ripping, and RV co- clearly wasn't in uh, exactly in race shape, even though he'll probably tell you yeah, he was. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, if you're like – I say Alessi's still training, and, like, I don't, I don't care how good you are, um, like – if you ain't training, you there you could tell so big, especially nowadays. Like our sport is so to the T nowadays that if you're not training, like you have no shot in a way. So. Yeah, but Brandon, do you think that Alessi would ever show up somewhere, like even in the future, where he's not like been training and trying to get prepared? Like that dude is all about whatever. He yeah, he, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. That, <laughs> like you can tell by the riding style, Alessi's been like training. So that's how I feel about it. But yeah. It's it was good to watch. If you get a chance, if you if you got twenty dollars, you want you know, <laughs> yeah. to or steal somebody's password, or probably. steal somebody's password. Yeah, yeah. but it was <laughs> it was it's kind of cool. Um, and I was like, I told the guys here, my wife watched it with me because I kind of forced her to because nothing else was on, and yeah. um, she said she liked the idea of it better than straight rhythm. So it maybe it's really? something that we could see in the future between like some actual active pros and stuff. Yeah. So that'd be cool. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. That, oh, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. 
No, you can. You're talking. Oh, I was just. I think it was cool that they had all like different bikes to choose from. There's guys on two stroke. Like Pastrana was on a two stroke. Then he was on like uh, the I think a Yamaha 490, and then he was on a two uh, 300. Then he back and he was the on 490. Yeah, yeah, he was, they were just jumping from <laughs> yeah. bike to bike, and it was just it was fun. Yeah, man. I need to watch it. Yeah, it, it was fun. I mean. You have to take the production value, the sound quality, and the camera footage, and put that on the back burner a little bit, and just you know, this is what just acknowledge this is what we're getting, and just enjoy it. And we did get Rocket Rob Bidas as the announcer, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I don't know that. Oh, hey, I got a question for you. So at the end of this thing, they did like a. It wasn't really a podium, but they had the top three guys, and of course Alessi wins it, and Alessi is wearing a number one Alessi jersey backwards, as if he just won the Supercross championship. What's your thought? How do we feel about this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's like that's for I don't know. I feel like that was for. That's funny that they already had it. I guess made. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Do you think they had that? Do you <laughs> think I they didn't had even that? Think about that. Oh, I did. <laughs> Do you think they had that from his rookie year? Like he's been just holding like, on. Like to the it? believe the hype um, shirt. Yeah. Every, every time he switched a gear company, they made a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right, Brandon. We're gonna wrap this thing up. I do want to ask you one last question. Um, once we go back to racing. What do you need to get on the box? What what step do you have to take? Because you uh you had let's see I see it seventh third third fourth eighth and fifth I believe were your overalls. Um, yeah. What do you need to get that next step to, to get on the box? Well, you've already been on the box once uh, in St. Louis, but uh, I got box twice. But <laughs> what about this? Um, to get on top? Oh yeah, Atlanta uh, A two. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. No, you're fine. It's it's honestly like, I mean, I know I'm in shape. So that's obviously a plus, but I feel like nowadays, I mean, I don't have that raw speed like Fernandez where he can come from the back. Like, I don't think, I don't think any, like maybe him and Forkner are, I think the best guys in the West, but, um, I don't have that raw speed. I'd say they have yet, but personally, I think I just get a good start and just keep putting myself in good positions. Like I did those two podiums, but I mean, obviously I want to win. That's obviously the main goal. Like who doesn't want to win, but. Yeah, I think it's. I need to just work on my starts and just put myself in a really good opportunity to to obviously be up front. So um, yeah, like I said, Fernandez and Forgan, I think have that speed where they can kind of come from the back and catch up. But yeah, I mean those two podiums I got was literally could just put myself in a good position yeah. and watch those like those two tracks that I got podiums were kind of like no joke, kind of tricky. So. I guess you just wait for a mistake. That's what I did. <laughs> I mean, I rode like people say, like, oh, they crash, but like they think I'm just chilling behind them. Like, no, I'm freaking <laughs> right. trying my ass off. It's just yeah. they made a mistake and I didn't. So right, it's um, yeah. And then obviously that the race I got eighth at Oakland, I was pretty bummed because I that would have been a decent finish. I would have got fifth, but last lap, literally half a track to go, I fell. So I remember that, that yeah. was a bummer. But uh. Yeah, I just think if I get good starts and just obviously repetition during the week, just mm-hmm. focus on myself and maybe gain some more fitness. But uh, yeah, just need some starts, and I think we'll be we'll be good. Well, I'm looking for the forward to this thing kicking back off. I I got a feeling they're not going to allow media, so I probably won't be at any of them. Yeah. Um, but I'll be looking forward to seeing what you got, and uh, we'll get you back on, man. But thank you for taking some time for us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Also, I'm a uh, I'm sitting like I'm fourth in points. I'm about nine, I think nine or ten points back from third. So I think uh, if I got my first 
factory ride and first year racing for him, I think a top three even the points would be pretty uh, badass. That so, would be badass, dude. Try my do you think? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? You 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 think that would be? That, that's pretty much <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, well, that would, that be, would be awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're yeah, looking. That's for... a nice bonus. So. Yeah, oh, exactly. no doubt. Well, good luck with that, man. Um, stay healthy, and we look forward to seeing you back. And tell Jacob Hayes he still owes me a jersey. Um, so right. get that thing out. So. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Brandon. Thank Thanks, right man. Now. All right, take care. You too, right. Brandon Hartraft. Um, and just so we know, you know, Justin Starling's watching on YouTube. Oh, is he? And yeah, he, I, I texted to make sure he was ready if he could go a little early. And he's like, yeah, I'm watching now, just waiting. So, Justin, I'm calling you in just a minute. Yeah. So, we'll take our second commercial break and we'll have Justin Starling on. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. All right, we're back, and our next guest of the night is brought to you by Blood Lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle heat and humidity, Blood Lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint car, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler, and all you got to do is ask Chris Kiefer about that. Visit bloodlubricants.com and use promo code MOTOX to support the show. Tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us Mr. Justin Starling. What's up, Justin? Yeah, man, another day. Just happy you remember my name today. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're going to racing soon, so yeah, All right. it's a good day. So speaking of that, when I when you answered the phone, I jokingly said Cade Clayson, um, and you asked if we knew the, if TJ knew the backstory. For I those do. listening that don't know the backstory, 
Tell it. Well, I'm not much of an outdoor guy. I mean, I plan on being an outdoor guy now, but yeah, I wasn't an outdoor guy. So Supercross is over. People kind of forget about the outdoor or the Supercross guys a bit. And I show up at WW Ranch and getting ready for press day and Dark Side walks over and you know, he goes to do an interview with me and he hands or he like looks at me like so I could speak or and, and he can't remember my name. <laughs> and I was just like, Wow, all right, like man, it's been a while since I've been behind the gate apparently. Well, and uh yeah, I haven't I haven't let him live that one down yet. Yeah, it was I'm gonna blame it on the heat that was unreal at WW Ranch, but if you remember I tried to do a second take, and then I don't even remember who was standing next or sitting next to you because there's three of you. I think maybe Lorenzo Lacrucio might have been one of them. Yeah, I think you called me Lorenzo. Maybe I did, but there's somebody else that then I forgot their name on the second take. It took three takes to get that interview. Oh, you know what? It was Jeff Walker. Yes, yep, it was Jeff. Right. I, I had just yeah. talked to Jeff yeah. like five minutes before, and I was – like yeah, I was terrible. I and mean, then, and then he wonders why sometimes hey, our numbers are down on the show. Dude, you know how many I screwed up at San Diego <laughs> with um, Justin Cooper because oh. I said he was. I'm standing there out, again on press day, Justin, and I'm interviewing him. I was like, "You're fourth in points right now." And he goes, "No, I'm in third. I'm third." And I was and I did the same thing. I went crap, and I turned the the camera off. And RC standing right there, and he goes, "Why'd you start recording?" And I was like, "Well, I screwed up." So I started over. Redid the whole thing, and then RC's over there going, why'd you have to start over, Dark Side? <laughs> so I had to use it. I was like, because I suck. Justin, big news, yeah. man. Big news. Um, you announced, uh, well, we talked about it on the wrap-up show that there was some news coming last week. Um, but you, you parted ways with Michael Lindsay's FXR Chaparral team under good circumstances and went back to AJE Husky. Uh, just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't want to leave Michael's team at all. It was, uh, honestly, it was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever really made in my in my life with racing. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of a, a situation where I kind of not necessarily felt like there was a dead end, but it was kind of a, a bit of a dead end as it was just a super cross deal. And I had an offer to go outdoors and, and also finish the year out and, and, you know, so on and so forth. That it, just, it was a deal that was going to take me a lot further. And, uh it was just something I couldn't pass up, uh, especially in the times that we're in right now with the pandemic. And it was just, yeah, so it's been super weird. Um, but yeah, I'm back on uh, the team I was on the last two years. And I mean, if you look at our results on that team, you know, I, I've gotten a top five and uh, multiple top 10. So I'm hoping to uh, finish off this season uh, back where I was. Yeah, awesome. it was actually really good timing for that to come through, especially with what's going on and then how crazy this year is going to be. I, I doubt most people were either willing or able to pull a trigger on a deal that'll work out, I guess, in your favor this way, huh? Yeah, it kind of, I mean, me and Tony, we, we've been kind of talking since October, you know, but nothing like, I was already set in stone with where I was going, and um, we've, we've just stayed friends and, and talking, and um, yeah, it kind of got brought up about racing outdoors for him, uh, I would say around Dallas time, and okay. uh yeah, we had just kind of like talked and talked, but like nothing was, I wasn't really pushing forward with it because I, I was really trying to make something happen with Michael with Outdoors because I wanted to stay like on that program and just keep moving forward and, and, and so on. And yeah, I'd say about a month ago, things kind of like picked back up and, you know, obviously being in this pandemic, it was kind of like, well, well, what's next, you know? And then, you know, with Michael's team, he wasn't able to offer me anything to do Outdoors because of the pandemic really put a, you know, a halt on a lot of things for him and he was only right. able to do one rider. And that was already shocked because that was their agreement long before. Right. And, uh, 
Yeah, so it was kind of a, a situation where I was kind of stuck, and I, I even after Michael had told me that, I still was kind of trying to, like, hey, like, what if I buy a bike or something? Like, you know, can I do it that way? Or, you know, because I wouldn't really mind owning a motorcycle because it's kind of, you know, you get a situation <laughs> where it's, it's kind of scary to not have your own bike, you know, just in case something happens and you have to give it back and you're bikeless. I wasn't really opposed to owning a motorcycle again. I've, honestly, since I've been pro, I've always owned one and just kept it just in case something happened. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of, I was, I was really working on it, working on it. And the deal with, with, uh, with Tony, it, it just kind of got so good that I was just like, man, I have, I don't really have a choice anymore. And, and I, I wanted to finish Supercross with Michael, but then with it not knowing if it was going to start before out, before outdoors or after outdoors, I was, not trying to go ride for another team in outdoors and then go back to Michael for Supercross. You know, I thought that that would be kind of janky. And, um, yeah, it just kind of worked out to where I was just like, man, I kind of have to just take this. And Michael was really understanding and super cool about it. And, uh, honestly, I, I've probably gained more respect out of him since I've known him just with how he was and how he's been since then. I mean, I still talk to the dude every day. And, uh, yeah, I just talked to him probably 30 minutes ago. Like, it's we, we're back to our friendship thing and not mixing, mix, or mixing the business part of it with it. And, uh, yeah, things are honestly better than ever for me right now. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, we, as we talk about, we have the keyboard, keyboard warriors and, and the vital MX threads. And there's probably a lot of people talking smack on Michael's team because it, it hasn't gone well. It's been a rough first year between injuries and bike problems and the pandemic. But, man, I mean, I think every the guys that have left the team, I, I don't think have had a problem with Michael. It's just, you know, maybe there's a, a they need to take a better deal. And Michael Lindsay is doing this because he wants to help you guys out. I, I, I don't think he's going to be mad that you guys are taking a better opportunity. No, and that's the cool thing about Michael. And, like, that was the one thing that, you know, I actually went on Vital and had, had to do a post back to when people were talking about it. And, and I just wanted to, like, the first thing I said was, like, I want to make sure that no bad words are said towards Michael because he's honestly been a saint in this whole thing. Like, he doesn't have to do this at all. He's doing it because he wants to. And from the beginning, he's told us, like, he wants to get riders to the next step. You know, yeah. they want he wants to offer the absolute best product and bikes that he can and get us the best results that we can. And if we want to stay, great. If we get something better, take it. You know, like, that's that's where he was from the beginning. And, and he's been awesome. And... You know, to ride for him has been great. Things obviously haven't gone to plan. I got hurt in Europe, then came back, and the first day I rode back on the bike was Tampa Supercross, which was a disaster. And, you know, I still made the main. I've kind of worked my way back. And, you know, by Daytona, I was finally riding without pain pills and my shoulder all taped up. Um, you know, and then so I'm like, cool, I'm back to myself again. I'm starting to feel normal. I'm, you know, I'm not on the couch anymore. I can actually train again. The first day I actually was able to practice was the day before Daytona on press day so i was like kind of getting back to myself and you know then we go to daytona and you know jerry gets hurt in the heat race and then it's just me i'm the only rider left yeah you know? and then the <laughs> next, yeah then the next week you know we're not even racing anymore because we're in a pandemic and it's like man you started the team at the absolute worst year possible oh i know and then he's even just dealt the worst cars you know like it's nothing to do with him it's just injuries happen he's been dealt with a lot of injuries on his team and the bikes have been great. Like, we've had a few issues here and there, but it's all little stuff that we've figured it out, and we figured it out before the season on the East Coast started. And, um, yeah, I have nothing but great things to say about the bike. The, everything was, was perfect. You know, it's just injuries happen, and unfortunately his team's just gotten, you know, plagued with injuries over and over and over. And, 
it's just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, Ben on here after you, who signed up for one yeah, race. Yeah, four laps. Yeah, one race, and yeah. I think he broke his hand or did something to his hand. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just it just hasn't gone well. It's unfortunate, but yeah, Michael's a good dude. Um, so tell us why this AJE deal is such a good deal. I mean, you clearly like the team. It works for you. Is it the bike that you're so comfortable on? Is there something about the team? Uh, why is this a good match? Uh, I mean, I was with them when they first started the, the team, you know, kind of like I am with Michael. And um, Yeah, I've been there from the beginning. This is my first year without being there. And so I was really comfortable there. Um, you know, it was kind of felt like family in a way. And not that it wasn't like that with Michael's team, but it's just – that's I don't know I'm just really close with Tony and everything and uh, I do really love the Husky as well um, the bike is really really good and I think it really fits me a lot um, we also have the Honda you know feeling just as good you know so I don't yeah. want to like say anything against that bike like I want to make sure everyone knows I really love the Honda but yeah the Husky is really good too and um, they've made some changes this year with a different engine package and suspension package so I'm excited to ride those and it seems you know with Hayes' results that it was only a you know a good thing for them to do um, so yeah, it's, it's just a good team for me, a good atmosphere. And, you know, I'm excited to, to go back there and, you know, hopefully just be back in the top 10 again, like I was when I left off there. Well, I got a question for you from one of our listeners was at, or I guess in the live chat, Ron dog was asking, have you, um, being with a team before and all that stuff, have you got a chance to meet Richard Rawlings yet? Yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, the first time that we went to, because uh, like the first year I was with the team, it was just AJ Motorsports. Right. And then the next year they had gotten the title of Gas Monkey. Um, so, like, actually, the first meeting that uh, I guess the whole team really got to meet Richard, um, I didn't personally know who he was, and I felt really bad about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was able to meet him, and I've met him a. a I don't know, three or four times now. Yeah. Um, he came to one race, and then we've actually gone to his place a couple times um, in Dallas. And right. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. I mean, everyone's a little different when the, when the camera comes out. You can't, you know, say that's just him or something like that. But yeah, he was super nice, super down to earth, and uh, yeah, he's a good guy. So, what do you think? You know, obviously, this is what I've been asking a lot of people we, with this pandemic thing going on, the Corona crap. Um, how has it affected your program? What you like to do, whether it be your training for racing and just personally on the personal level, has it made things more difficult on you like everybody else? Uh, I mean, financially it hasn't been the best, you know, I mean, I rely on my paycheck and that comes only when racing's happening, you know, and a lot of teams cut people's paychecks and, you know, mine got held, you know, so like that was a, that's been tough, you know, but I, I also am not stupid with my money. So I have money saved up for situations kind of like this, I guess you could say. So, yeah, it hasn't been um, too bad, honestly. I feel like it's been pretty simple for me. Um, it kind of came at a weird time just with I getting over injury, and um, I started to finally feel good, and then, you know, now we're been not racing for, like, two months now. Right. Um, but, yeah, I feel 100% again. Um, I've been cycling a lot. I've still been riding a lot. Um, so in that sense, it's been – honestly, it kind of came at a great time for me, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but – and then, especially me being in Florida, we're we're crazy down here, and we didn't really shut down at all. So yeah, that uh, that's been kind of you know normal. But uh, yeah, I, it's been it's been fine for me. I was able to get healthy, get in a little bit better shape, and oh, there you go. Yeah, now I'm ready to uh, go racing here soon. Yeah. Okay. So Jonesy asked, "Did you enjoy having Blake McCarty as a mechanic?" 
<laughs> BMC is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I would do anything to have that guy back wrenching for me. Uh, yeah, man, big big fan of BMC. Uh, I've known him for maybe two or three years now, and that is one crazy guy. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved him to death. He, uh, yeah, last year, man, I would say, you know, with me getting the multiple top tens and, you know, a seventh and a triple crown and all that, he, he was a huge asset to me with all that because I had so much, you know, faith in the motorcycle. And uh, having him, you know, by my side, and you know, I'm like a jokester on the gate, and so is he. So yeah, yeah, funny. we work so well together. I would do anything to have that guy back. Yeah, he's with Cunningham right now, right at Hep. Uh, I think he's with yeah, no, he's with Ansi. He's Ansi's guy. Oh, okay. So I thought he was helping Cunningham. But I think I think Cunningham and Supercross, but I think yeah. Ansi now. Yeah, I think he was helping Cunningham at Dallas. That's when yeah, when we talked last. So and then I had him on the show after that. Um. What do you think about? So we, we obviously we're also talking about the schedule. It sounds like you guys are going back racing the thirty first, uh, and you talked about wanting to do outdoors. What do you think about trying to? Are you? Do you? I want to talk about the overseas stuff, right? That's kind of big for you. Uh, it was really big for you. Do you see yourself being able to do any of the overseas stuff once the season's over here? Yeah, I mean, none of that stuff starts until the end of October. Okay. Um, so, yeah, with Supercross finishing, it was honestly it was going to be very tough. Um, and I've been kind of preaching that the last, like, little bit to the team over there. And I was like, man, I don't know, like, because if Supercross is going to go to the end of October or start in October again, it's going to be very tough for me to go. And, um, yeah, now it's getting word today that we're going racing uh, May 31st. It's like, cool, now I'm pretty much, you know, clear. So, yeah, the uh, the first race is actually the Dutch Supercross, and I think that starts on the 31st of October. Okay. And, or maybe the 30th. I don't know. It's one of those two days. And, um, yeah, I, I'm actually the reigning champ there. So well, yeah, you I'm are. really excited to be able to go back over there and do that. And, um, yeah, then the next weekend starts the German Supercross. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping all that stuff is going to be able to go. Um, nothing is official, and no one said anything that it's canceled. But who knows with how it's going to be in Europe with that. But, um, yeah, as of right now, um, yeah, finish off Supercross, I think, what is it, July 21st. And then uh, – Go right into outdoors. Uh, the, what is it? No, start June 21st, not July. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah then going outdoors July 4th. And then, uh, yeah, we finished that like October 3rd. So, yeah, it should be, um, yeah, it should be really good. So, you just mentioned your German championship. And a few minutes ago, you mentioned the fact that you don't do anything stupid with money. So, I, I don't know what your championship bonus was, but I assume you did not go buy a Lambo. Well, I didn't win a German championship. That was Brees. Oh. And Brees and Bowers have won that the last couple of years. That's I won right. the, the Dutch Supercross. The Dutch, yeah. Dutch. Um, yeah, the, the bonus for that is definitely not as high as the German one. <laughs> and I really wish I could win the German one. And I'm working my butt off to win that one. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it, it's all right. It's not bad. I make, I make good money over there, and uh, I enjoy it. Just take out Brees. Put him on the ground. I love Brees way too much. Can't I do, do too. Nope. I do too. <laughs> that's that's my boy. I can't do it. <laughs> so we have a tentative plan for timelines as far as outdoors, as far as how they are wanting to run everything. But if things don't work out that way and it comes down to you're in the middle of racing the outdoor stuff and it steps on some of the overseas stuff, what do you? what is your contingency plan for that? Yeah, I mean, I, my mom and my dad both work for, well, my mom works for MX Sports, my dad works for AMA, so I kind of hear things <laughs> pretty much every day yeah. um, when it comes to outdoors, and yeah, things are still kind of changing here and there, and, and you know, they're on and so forth, whatever, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's kind of tough. I actually was talking to Tony, I was like, man, if it goes until we finish, because I think the 
first plan for to finish Supercross was like October 31st time. And I told him, man, I don't know if I can race the last round just because like I do get paid really well to race there. And um, so, I mean, it, when it comes to outdoors, if it gets pushed back that far, I think we'll have to look at how my results are in the outdoors. You know, right. if I'm hovering the top 10, then it might be kind of tough to go over there, you know. Um, but if I'm having like a good race and a bad race, good race, bad race, then I think at that point, you know, it's like, hey, let's spend a little less money here, focus on next year, and um, I'm going to go race these races where I get, you know, a good start money. So. Heck, yeah, yeah. As a privateer, man, you, I mean, I, you're – I don't know. I, I, I still don't know where the privateer line is, but I consider you basically – I have no idea. I don't I don't personally call myself a privateer. Okay. Like, if you're out of a van, you're a privateer. Okay, fair enough. If you're enough. out of a semi, you're not a privateer. All right. Let's be real. Well – you're you're not getting a huge paycheck. You're not getting an Eli pay, uh, Tomac type paycheck. So you you need no, to make you need to make money. So this thing has been unfortunate for guys like yourself. Well, it's unfortunate for everybody, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's rough. I mean, you need to go racing. You need to make some money. Um, you need to earn a living, and you seem to be in really good spirits. You're always in a good mood. So I, I'm always impressed with that. And uh, again, <laughs> since forgetting your name at WW Ranch. I I've grown to really like you, man. I mean, you just you, oh, TJ's over here giving me shut up, TJ. <laughs> I, I think you, I like your, I like your attitude, man. I just like you as a person, and I think uh, I want to see you do well. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's been a, it's a weird time right now, but it's a weird time for everyone. And yeah. uh, I mean, I could sit here and you know kick and moan and be like, oh my god, woe is me. You know, I'm spending my money and not making any. But man, I. I I, I do well for myself, you know, and I, like I said, I don't really spend it. Um, I mean, I did buy a, a Tundra, like, right when this pandemic started, which probably wasn't the best move, but <laughs> I did it, you know, and, and yeah. you know, so it's, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, I just uh, – I, I like racing dirt bikes. That's my that's my thing. I love it. And, um, you know, so I, and it's, a, it's not a hobby to me. A lot of people will say it's a hobby, you know, if I'm not, you know, slaying top tens and well, like constant top tens every single weekend and, yeah. and making this huge paycheck for, you know, PC or TLD or something like that. But, you know, I take it seriously, but I also keep it fun because that's why I do it. I have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just ready for uh, this, you know, the gate to drop. And I'm excited that it's this month, you know, I'm not saying it's, you know, in fall. So it should, be, uh, it should be good. I agree. Ready to, I'm just, I'm so ready to go. I can't handle it. I uh, do. We're ready to watch. I don't think it will be at them. But, hey, before I let you go, I asked Brandon the same question. Did you watch Moto Fight Club? Uh, so I didn't. Um, okay. I actually did like a, like a sixty five mile road bike ride yesterday. Uh, why? Um, and <laughs> training. I, <laughs> I just love the cycle. I'm a really big cyclist. So uh, yeah, and I was uh, I was finishing up that, and I got home like I guess while it was going on. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I watched like bits, bits and pieces of it, but that was pretty much it. Okay. Well, it, well. Hey, a 65-mile bike ride or watching racing? I, I, I don't know what to think of you anymore. My my opinion has changed <laughs> just a little bit. But, no, man. Dude, it was great talking to you. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, hey, but what about Alessi? That was awesome that he won. I did not I, expect I it. Mean, I mean, I, I haven't watched anything besides, like, Kevin Wyndham throws the dirtiest whip yep. I've ever seen, and it looks like he never even stopped riding. Right. Which, that was the coolest thing that I had seen. Or, like, TP just throwing backflips everywhere. Yep. Um, But... Alessi's confidence, man, shows up with the number Did, one. And, and yeah. my question is, is who was holding that jersey? Was it Tony? You know, when he got done with the race? Right. Like, was Tony right there with the number one already? I, I would probably so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you and know, I'm a huge Alessi fan. I, I really like Mike. Like, when I got yeah. hurt in Denmark, 
the first person that even stopped their motorcycle during that practice to help me was Mike Alessi. Yes. So, and he like visited me multiple times during the weekend and was keeping me updated on how he was doing. Um, so yeah, no, no disrespect to Mike at all. I love the guy. He's so yeah, respectful to me and he's been amazing. It's just, that was badass. I <laughs> like the confidence that he had, like that was badass. Yeah. He was excited. And I mean, why not? It was a cool race against some legends. I mean, I, Hey, people only remember your, or you're only as good as your last race, right? That's and true. Billow. Yeah, and he won the last race. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it might not be for millions and millions like Billow made, but hey. <laughs> yeah. He took it to him, though. I'm, I'm telling you what what the – we have all these jerseys in the studio, and I've got some jerseys signed or whatever. Oh, I know. I see them. I'm can, looking at them. But yeah. can you imagine having a signed to believe the hype shirt? <laughs> I would do anything for that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would I don't I don't put things on my wall right. of racing and stuff like that or jerseys, but I would I would do anything to have one of those jerseys hung up right. on my wall. That's right. So on YouTube, I would, I would drive two hours to his house and have him sign it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, TJ on YouTube right now. What is the camera? Show the camera with the jerseys. It is. It is. Do Do you? Yeah, see? you can see it. I can yeah. see everything. I got so, bowl ones above you. Well, Justin, what what are we missing on this wall? Oh. Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I I would put a Starling one, but I don't think you know who he is. So I don't know why. He's <laughs> on wall, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I uh, I think it would fit. Unfortunately, with the situation, I do have quite a few Chaparral FXR Honda uh, jerseys, so maybe uh, I can get you one. Yeah, well, awesome. I know Ron Dog got one, um, which is awesome for Ron Dog. You know, you know why Ron Dog got one, right? I mean, I, other than the fact that he's a nice guy. Tell me why. I think he did tell me, but tell uh, tell the listeners. I don't remember. <laughs> So before, uh, and sorry if I'm rambling on. No, no, you're good. Longer. So before uh, Tampa Supercross, I think it was on Friday, he posted a tweet saying, like, I'm picking these people for my fantasy. And I resp- I hadn't even rode the bike yet. You know, it's been four weeks and I've rode a motorcycle. And yes, I was sitting yes. there like, yeah, there's no way I'm riding my shoulder. I can't even lift it, you know. So I'm, and he tweets and he goes, you know, I'm picking these riders and I'm one of them. And I responded <laughs> back. I'm like, I wouldn't pick me. <laughs> and he was like why and i'm like i'm injured i'm gonna try to ride but it, bad idea don't pick me and even after practice like i qualified 16th which was kind of like wait what you know like decent qualifying for someone that hasn't rode a motorcycle in a while yeah and um even after like after practice my shoulder was so tired i had no more energy left in it i couldn't even hardly hold my arm up and he tweeted again he's like should i pick you i'm like don't pick me bad idea like just don't do it it's not going to be good and I, I shit you not, I landed off the finish line in the heat race, and I got seventh. And the first thing I thought of was, I just screwed that guy. So <laughs> I felt so bad. And the first thing I did is I got back to the pit. I grabbed my phone, and I tweeted him just apologizing. That's so I awesome was like, that I you're – I yeah. was like, I cannot say sorry enough. And he was like, man, I can't believe it. I was like, you just got off the track five minutes ago. You're already <laughs> tweeting me. I'm like, dude, I, I was like, that was the first thing I thought of. And I literally said to my mechanic, I'm like, dude, I just screwed this guy on fantasy. Uh. So – bad like i just jerried him i love like, that literally you, yeah. oh he, he threw jerry under the bus with his yeah. there. that's even i better. love that you're one of the riders no, that is Jerry's, into it Jerry's my best friend yeah I talk yeah to that dude all day every day and every time something bad happens i'm like dude i got jerry <laughs> <laughs> that's good man well we have room for one of your jerseys if you're uh ever kind enough to, to give us one okay the so. only thing i ask is can you put it next to the shags right there that number 58 oh yeah yeah, yeah. i could pull it down I mean, for pretty legit but, I mean, if you can move him, maybe it's somewhere cooler. But sure. I'd love to go next to D-Shack. That's right. my guy. That's where to go then. Yeah. I, I think I'm getting my Bradshaw jersey this weekend. That one's going in a frame. Not the last what time. You I- got? You got? You got Kiefer, Pike, Thomas, 
Yeah. Del, oh, you got Del Nicky. Del Nicky's cool. I like that. Yeah, kid. yeah. So I got. I see Clayton, but it's behind the mic right now. But I can tell it's his. Yeah, right. Ray, his, Mark. Right in front of A Ray's. Yeah, March Banks. Yeah. Yep. Is and, that Craig next to him? Yeah, that's Mike Craig over nice. there. That's Mike Craig's. Ooh, that's even that's more legit. Yeah, Christian's is uh, up here above. I don't know if you can see it up above JT's. No, anything above Pike and Thomas, like I can't see. Uh, okay. Well, he's been moving. Yeah, I tried to right move now. it, but it uh, but the cord's too short. But yeah, we got, so oh, got, you got you got two Forkners up there. No, no. Oh, what's the two fourteen? That's Van Martin. Above that's 34? Van Martin. Van Martin. Oh, oh, I forgot he changed his number to that. Sorry, yeah, my bad. Osborne. I see the name. I just saw the number. I got an Osborne so one there. Work. Yeah, then I got the old Chisholm jersey and a newer Chisholm jersey above it. Moseman, John Short, Blake Baggett. Over here above me, I got Ryder D's jersey. Dylan Frandis is number one jersey. Talent. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I got a Max Volan jersey. Um, oh, there we go. I can see it all now. Baggett, okay. the number yeah. one plate. Then on the other wall, which you can't see, it's behind TJ. I've got Tyler Antonaps and some other jerseys that go there eventually. So yeah, yeah, we're we're getting a little collection. We're hey, I'll I'll go I'll go up very top next to Baggett. That's my other dude. Okay. Well, you There's get a us a jersey. I can get it, I, and I'll get you a jersey. We'll we'll put you up there by Baggett, but you gotta gotta get us in to at least ride his place one time. You know how hard it is for me to get in there. And I help. <laughs> <open>. Yeah. <laughs> It's not easy. I mean, I've been talking to him during the pandemic, and he's like, yeah, I'm not really letting anyone out here right, right. Now because of it. I'm like, you know what? I respect that. You just got a kid, too. So yeah, break I get it. I'm yeah. not going to do it. Oh, I don't mean now. I mean in the future. Like, yeah. in the future. Uh, dude, I'll, I'll take Oh, in the future, I, think, I don't see why it'd be a problem. Yeah, I think Keely, uh, Keely's my in over there, and she's she's cool. So I think we'll get that happening. All right, yeah. Justin, we got to wrap this thing up. We got Ben LeMay waiting. Um but yeah, I would. We would love, be honored to have your jersey, and I'll put it wherever you tell me to put it, uh, within reason. Send me, send me an address, and I'll have it out <laughs> to tomorrow. All right, Justin. Thanks for always helping out. I appreciate you coming on the wrap up show last week, um, and just always being supportive of us. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime you got my number, just give me a call. All right, buddy. Stay safe, and All we'll right, see you at the races one. soon. Yep. See ya. All right. That's Justin Starling. We're going to take our last commercial break and come back with Ben LeMay. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner, or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks, that's williamsmoto, and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. 72 Trey, I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, 
the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Oh, we're back real quick, and uh, we don't have Ben LeMay on just yet, but Brad we here did. has a – we're talking off air, and Brad's got a Michael Leslie story, so go for well, it. Well, it, it, no, it's nothing. Would it be? Not, not, the first time I met him, uh, I was at the uh, Motorcycle Expo in Indianapolis, and uh, he was right behind me, and I just got my badge to go on the show, and he asked me, he said, Sir, can you help me? Uh, I, I'm looking for uh, – I'm pretty sure it was Scorpion helmets. I, oh wow! Yeah, they, he did. He did ride yeah. with Scorpion. I, I, I said, "Look, I know where it's at. Walk with me." We walked and we talked and chatted, and it was awesome. I mean, he was such a nice kid. Did you know he was? A, did you know it was Alessia at the time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew all that. You know, I knew all those guys, and uh, it was it was awesome. You yeah. know, yeah, very very cool kid, and uh, so. I know the the struggles he's had with different stuff, and you just think, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it, crazy it, it wasn't his fault. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the pressure put on, you know, and you've seen it. Gosh, especially with Doc and TJ, you know, their their relationship is so freaking violent and just horrible. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, oh, just, a, yeah, I'm he, blowing smoke. He's one of those. Seen, no, he's the epitome of a moto dad. He's out there screaming at his kid, breaking, yeah, breaking pit I boards. I mean, I've seen that, you know, because I, you know, throwing my boys, wrenches my at Doc. Growing up, I've I never, mean, I've seen, I've seen things that just, yeah. What well, have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball? If you could, you know, yeah. if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah. That's how he he throws wrenches at Doc when he goes by. Oh no! I tell you, hold on. I got a good story since we're waiting. Real quick, we got this. We really, yeah. It's, we're, we're, I think Ben's ready, but all right. Let's call Ben. Well, let's, well. Anyways. Go ahead. So no, it was just talking about when Doc was little. He was on PWs. I was real big about teaching my kids for him. I figured that was the most important thing for safety. And so he's riding his PW around. He'd sit down all the time, so I'd take his seat off. Yeah. And I'd pull his seat off, and I we were talking about a story. He'd come around every lap in this little pit bike track I had in the backyard, crying, tears running down his face, and he'd be like, can I have my seat back now? Oh, and you lap- turd. No, even better. Last weekend, he's got, this, CPS. he's got this local kid that's a beginner. So th- his family is awesome family that we got to meet. They are – he's the kid – Doc's helping the kid learn to ride right. And I heard last weekend that he was out at Swan with him, and he took the kid's seat off because the kid <laughs> wouldn't sit down. He made him do laps with That's no awesome. seat. That's awesome. So, anyways, let's get Ben LeMay on the phone. All right, yeah, let's take a, a quick little break here, and we'll have Ben LeMay on. All right, we are back again, and our next guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. In 2019, Fly became the title sponsor of Supercross, and they sponsor riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, and our next guest, Ben LeMay. And don't forget, we are giving away a set of Fly Kinetic gear this this month from uh, for the our adults. So anyway, Ben LeMay, what's up, dude? Oh, uh, just uh, sitting in the garage working on some dirt bikes. Yeah, are you still heading up to Iowa? I am. All right. I'm, dri- I'm driving up uh, Friday. 
Friday. Okay, so you'll be there for this. I'll be there all day. So I get in like five o'clock Friday, I think. So uh, okay. I thought about driving up, and then I realized how cheap flights were right now, and I don't have to take a bike. So yeah, 160 bucks, and I get to fly in. Heck yeah, I'd rather do that, but I gotta transport my stuff so yeah yeah so, you could probably you know chris riesenberg from uh race tech told me i could ride his bike so you probably could have borrowed a bike from somebody but <laughs> uh but yeah i know you want to be on your own stuff so ben let's talk about uh supercross 2020 um you didn't start out the season doing uh with a deal of any kind what what was your choice on not racing uh my deal fell through okay um uh, so I was getting ready for Supercross. Um, in well, I went over to uh, Europe. I did Paris. I did Germany. Um, I did some overseas uh, races to kind of get myself ready. I was practicing and stuff. Everything was going good. And then uh, shortly before A1, my deal got pulled out from underneath me. Oh. So um, I didn't have a ride. And then at that point... Um, not, it's too hard for me to spend my own money yeah. to go race. So um, I was like, well, I'm just going to hang out and wait for somebody to get hurt and then hopefully jump on, you know, whatever team that could be and, and then go do my thing. And that's kind of what, what happened. Yeah. What, how, do, how do you deal with something like that? Like that has to be like a gut check, right? I mean, last minute, I mean, it's, it's never really easy. It doesn't seem like for a guy that's, you know, a privateer like yourself, you've, you've been with TPJ in the past and had different deals here and there, but it seems like it's always kind of a struggle. And then to have it pulled out from under you at the last minute, that had to be tough. Yeah, it is tough. Um, especially like, you know, I don't have uh, a lot of, I want to say resources, but I don't have a lot of cash to just go and fund my own program. So uh, I'm kind of left with nothing. I have, um, at the time, um, you know, I was on Honda, and right. um, that's what I was going to do. But, uh, yeah, so everything just kind of got pulled out from under me, and I just had to kind of go to plan B and, you know, kind of reevaluate everything. Yeah, so I saw that you had done an interview with Swap Moto, I believe it was, when you were overseas, and you had talked about, you know, if things didn't work out, you were like, putting in job applications or you talked about working with kids and I've noticed that you've kind of picked up working with Caden Dunny, I believe. And, um, yeah, some other kids like that. So how is that going and, and what's your like day to day, like doing that with those kids? Yeah. So, um, like you said, back in, I guess it would be December. Yeah. Um, you know, like once it kind of, everything was, pulling apart i was like well i got to figure what how am i going to pay my bills and how am i gonna so i i got a job at red bull and um i was actually working for red bull here in, in uh, the dfw area um and didn't really have you know didn't really have a reason to train every day as hard as i would be if i was racing full-time so i was doing that and then just training some kids on the side um and then now um i am Specifically, more training with Caden um, on a weekly basis, um, where as before, maybe it would just be a kid here, a kid there, you know, maybe put on a class. Um, but I've been training with Caden um, for, you know, three, four days a week, um, trying to get him faster, pretty much. So um, he is uh, riding really good and um, 
trying to get him a couple of retitles here. I about to say that's going to be a hard deal right there to make Caden go faster. Uh, that little kid's a ripper. <laughs> we got I've got to watch him grow up, you know, out there at underground and and watching those the, him get faster and faster and and that one on one that you're able to give him is probably going to be a huge advantage. Yeah, exactly. So that's really what they were looking for was that one-on-one and um that's what i was able to provide him so he's riding good and um i I like working with kids in general so um whether it's big group classes or one-on-one um i enjoy it it's fun and you know i'm i've done this for a while now and i think i have a pretty good knowledge of of how to ride a dirt bike so um, (laughs) I i might not be the might not be the fastest guy but i know what i'm doing and um I'm pretty good on the bike, so I can share that with other yeah. guys, and they can learn. I can't see you getting upset and yelling at kids, though. You're too quiet. Like, I don't know how you can keep them in line. Well, <laughs> I, I get upset, but I show my emotion uh, in a good way. Yeah. There's always, you know, that that's one thing about uh, working with kids. You know, you got to kind of get them to understand what you're, talk, you're talking about. So it's, uh, you definitely have to use your brain, and how you word things is good. Yeah, so is this something, you know, obviously the, the career has to end at some point, and as you talked about being a privateer, it's not easy. Um, Long term, you know, down the road, is that something you would think about doing more of as teaching, or what are your goals post-race? Um, I don't know, yeah. I mean, I, I have some other things that I have in mind, but, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, having my own facility or just a training uh camps or classes or whatever i enjoy that so definitely Mm -hmm. um we'll be doing that a lot more um so yeah in the future for sure i'm going to continue doing it okay all right let's get back into the season so your deal gets pulled out from under you um dallas you get uh, the opportunity to ride for the fxr chaparral team for michael Lindsay. prior to that are you still training as if like if i you know i i may go racing at some point i need to be ready yeah yeah, so up until then, I mean, I was I was training hard uh, off the bike um, and on the bike, sort of, but I would say more off. Okay. Because um, I didn't I didn't really have a bike, so and then he got me one. He got me a Honda to uh, start training on, and I only got only had it for maybe a, a week or two. Um, and then, but I was, uh, but I was training off the bike so my my fitness and conditioning was was good like it was just as good as it's ever been so i wasn't worried about that um when go ahead go ahead no no you're good i was gonna say leading up to before michael Lindsay uh talked to you were there other teams that said hey you know if such something happens we we we're gonna look we're gonna reach out to you as a backup or were there other opportunities even that you knew might happen before the michael Lindsay thing no, there was there was zero. Oh, wow. um, I thought I had maybe a couple options, but nothing ever came through. I never got a phone call, so um, that was really the only the one and only. Have you did you consider it all, TJ? This year was the year that the kicker series was that last year when they were doing a bit, lot of stuff. Or that they, was this year. Okay. Well, I guess you'd call it last year and this it, year. It kind of runs. Yeah, I was going to ask if you thought about doing any of those kicker arena cross races. You did some, right? Oh, did he? I I did not do any kicker. I did the Amsoil. Amsoil one. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. The Amsoil one. So yeah, is uh, is there really? Can I mean, can you make much money in that? Is there a good pro purse? Uh, 
if you're on the podium, yeah. yeah if you're on the podium, that there's uh, good money. But if you're fifth, sixth, seventh, is you might drops. as well just stay home. Drops you're, off. you're not gonna. Yeah, it drops off big time. Okay. And and I I was just thinking about it when you asked me if there was any other things. I now that I can think about what was happening back then, I did get an offer from ATP. Okay. Uh, Suzuki when um, Anstey got hurt, I mm-hmm. believe it was. Yeah. Um, and I turned it down. I, I didn't want to ride a Suzuki. So. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. I I hey. Uh, it it was it wasn't that spectacular. And, yeah. Um, did I you did, test I, the I bike? Not. No, I didn't. Okay. They they wanted me to to sign before testing, so uh, I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I need it. I need it. And then I think uh, Brees went on the deal after that. So, okay. Um, but yeah. no, that was that was really it. That was that was my first option. Um, way back in that was before A1, um, like right at A1, and then uh, nothing happened throughout the season. That's that's crazy. I mean, it's just this sport is so strange with a guy like yourself who is a night show guy, a main event guy, and it's so difficult to find spots. I mean, it's it's really we talk about this all the time. It's scary that our sport is the way it is. There's so many talented riders and so few places to go yeah yeah exactly there and it really is only going to get worse um (laughs) there's not going to be a big change where things just start getting better i mean you're going to get more 250 guys come up you know in the next the only way things get better is you know the the older vets start retiring you know that's that's the first thing that's got to happen those guys got to leave for them to become any kind of openings but um, I mean, Brayden's still racing. Chad's still racing. Um, you know, you guys, once guys like, I don't even know who would be next. But, yeah, like I said, the older guys got to come fall off. You know, they they got to fall off for them to open up some spots. Right. But that's not going to be anytime soon. I will say that the fact that a lot of these guys are close to, like, the same age and kind of the same stuff, it may be one of those deals where you see a lot of, like, the top regular top ten guys, like, Bam, bam, bam! Within within a few years, a bunch of spots open up and a big over a yeah, turnover. But, but then they're bringing up a guy like Chase, who's not ready, in my opinion. Yeah, I well, mean he's fast, but like let him say the. I don't know, man. It's just I think they know something more than what we do. He's got to have been on that bike, and they're like, oh my god, he's good. Probably, on this bike. but God, man, you just uh, I don't know. I just would like to see some of these young kids stay in the two fifty class a little longer, not as long as like a Martin Davalos necessarily, but then leave some spots open. In the 450 class. But like Ben's saying, and I'm not trying to talk over you, Ben, or put words in your mouth, but what like what Ben's saying, if those top, top guys are still there, then the 250 guys stay down there, then you got top amateurs yeah, coming up. There's no I place guess. for them to go. It's kind of a house of cards in a way. Well, Ben, what about outdoors? You got anything lined up for that yet? Because that's not that far off now. Yeah, I mean, that that's my... That's my plan. I mean, I'm I've been riding, racing, everything um, to get ready for outdoors because um, obviously with Supercross pretty much over. Whatever, um, I didn't get a race the series, and I want to get my name back on the map. I yeah. mean, not that I've been gone for a while, but you know, missing a season is is kind of big. So I was like, um, I got bikes, I got all that kind of stuff, and um, I enjoy outdoors. I enjoy the the suffer fest out there so i'm pretty good at outdoors um but yeah i'm getting ready for out if, if it happens who knows if it's gonna even happen but um i will if if we go to redbud july 4th i will be there awesome awesome 
Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend, man, because, you know, I, I guess I, I, in my mind, this race this weekend at Winterset, Iowa, for Justin Brayton's race, um, it's, I, I feel like it's sort of similar to the Pro Challenge here at Swan. You know, it's an invitational – not that the Pro Challenge is an invitational, but it's a money race, right? So, I, and you always kick ass at Swan. So, I want to see you come up and kick some ass at Winterset. Yeah, I uh, look forward to it. I will have 250 and 450, and uh, gonna try and try and sweep the weekend. Yeah, I don't know who all's showing up for sure. I heard Weimer was coming, but then I heard he's not coming, and he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he looked okay at the Moto Fight Club, but he didn't look like he was in full race shape. So, but I don't know who else is gonna yeah. show up. I mean, have you heard any other names? I I have not. Uh, nobody really like huge or big, but. Um, a lot of a lot of my caliber riders, yeah, um, and then and then some local kids, you know, are going to be fast. The guys that you know, you don't always get those guys that you don't even know their name, and they're right, you know, right behind you, but they have track knowledge and you know gate pick you know, or gate position knowledge of you know what gates work and what don't, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where I've, I've never ridden the track, so I have no idea. I just kind of wing it, but right, um, right, yeah. So we'll see, but um, it's definitely you know it's not going to be. Uh, walk in the park. There's going to be some fast guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it should be fun weekend. I, I it sounds like there's going to be rain in the forecast, so I guess bring your bring your rain gear. Bring roll offs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will have I will have my X brand roll offs ready. I was gonna say I, I got I got I, I know you're the you were the X brand rep you know last year at nationals, so you probably got plenty. But I got I got stuff too if you need anything if you run it out. I got roll offs. I got tear offs. I've got. EKS S brand goggles and GOX goggles and and everything you need for X brand. If you're listening to anything, hit me yeah. up. One of the sponsors of the Moto X Pod show, um, Ben. Man, I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend. I appreciate you coming on for a few minutes. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, dude. Take care, and uh, like I said, I'll see you Friday. Sounds good. See ya. All right, man. See ya. All right, that's Ben Lemay. Um, Fairly tight show. Fairly tight show. Everybody pretty tight. Um, Ran it through pretty quickly, and it was. Yeah, on YouTube, for those listening in uh, post or whatever in the archives, it it worked out pretty well. Not a lot of downtime on YouTube Live. If you guys are listening right now, check out our YouTube video sometimes, or even if you go back and watch it on our YouTube channel. We have fun. We've got Brad in studio. We're going to talk a little bit more here in just a second, finish his. uh, his uh, Tucker Pro Taper stories. But, I again, thank, use our sponsors. Uh, support us on Patreon if you can. What else, TJ? Anything off the top of your head? Um, trying to think. We What's your what's your personal YouTube channel again for the stuff you A Motoheads Garage. A Motoheads Garage. Yeah, yeah, you do some pretty cool stuff on there. I've got a lot of videos actually shot right now that, that I have to edit. It's yeah. just I've got so much going on. And I'm in the it. shop every day from sunup to sundown. I haven't got a chance to edit. So yeah. I'm thinking with this trip going to Seattle, I'll have some downtime in the truck that I'll be able to. Oh, are you guys driving up? Well, we're going to fly up and drive we'll the drive truck back. back. Are yeah. you going to like go to you and J- JT together? Me and Kathy. Oh, you and Kathy. Okay. Yeah. We're going to make a little bit of trip out of it. Yeah, yeah. So she can go by. Yeah. I asked Amber if she wanted to go to Iowa with me. What she well, I was like, hey, do you want to get away this next weekend? This was like Sunday. Yeah. I was like, I'm I, I'm thinking about going to this race. And she said, where is it? And I said, Iowa. She's Iowa? What do I want to go to Iowa for? I was like, I don't know. I just thought you'd want to get out of town. She's like, yeah, I don't want to go to Iowa. So I go to the beach, but well, she wasn't feeling Iowa. We are going to make a trip out of it. We've ne- Neither one of us have been to Seattle. And yeah, that'd so, be cool. I'd like yeah. to go up there. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's wrap this thing up with a little more of your stuff, Brad. Um, 
we talked about, I asked you like some of the first products you worked on. What are some of your favorite projects you worked on? Um, I'll tell you one that you probably don't know. Okay. This is not a pro taper part. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you know this or not either. Um, do you remember Mark Adams? Yes. Mark Adams was a good kid. I mean, he was an awesome kid. So the kid. people who don't know, Mark Adams was known in the industry as text. As text he worked for the Nitro Circus, and he did the, and then he was also the um, the practice bike mechanic for Stewart. Whenever he pulled over on the side of the road to help somebody with a tire, and unfortunately was struck by a car. Oh wow! Okay, and, no, I didn't uh, know this. But yeah, so it's Mark. Mark he, he's local. We he was a goober. Me and him did not get along as uh, far as once friendly. Once again, as JT Cooley says, you don't get along with people that are a lot like you. You're a goober too. Oh, fair enough. But yeah. uh, Mark was Mark was well intended goober, but he did really he did way more than any of us ever thought he <laughs> oh, would. Oh yeah, I was okay. I was so proud of him Sorry, when he started ahead. he started working with Hanson mm-hmm. first, I believe. But uh, their whole family, his brother, sister, I, I just love those people. But Mark called me. He said, man, you're the only guy I know that can help me with this. And I said, what? What's going on? I said, well, DC Shoes wants to build a special bike for Travis. So what are you talking oh, about? I said, well, yeah. they're, called a, it's, they're going to call it the shoe bike. Okay. Okay. I said, well, okay, well, what's up? Well, a good friend of mine that owns Regal Machine here in uh, here in Tyler, they have a full-scale uh, machine shop. And, you know, gosh, the place is amazing now what they build. Uh, I think they got... I don't know, 50,000 square foot under roof, but they, they were kind enough to let me use their equipment to make these parts and then they helped. Well, so MTV and DC shoes sends down this crew to film us building this shoe bike. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I drew this thing up. That was on the Nitro Circus TV series, right? Yeah. 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 And then DC shoes did a big, uh, uh, campaign with it too. Well, when he was telling me this, I'm how in the hell am I going to pull this off? And so I took a, a set of uh, of RM250 hubs mm-hmm. and measured them, you know, manually measured them. There was, you know, I wasn't there wasn't the scanners and all that crap back yeah. then. So I had to manually measure some stock hubs. We machined some hubs out of s- steel. Okay, these things were freaking a ton tanks. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I said, well, how are we going to attach these shoes to these rims? So I said, I said, I know what we can do. So we welded spokes, one-inch square tubing spokes, <laughs> like six of them. And then I, I took some uh, quarter-by-two-inch flat bar and rolled it for the rim. Yeah. Okay? So I took, took these shoes, and these were all pre-production Travis Pastrana shoes, okay? Had six of them on the front and like five on the back. Yeah. So I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we, I would cut I cut the slot in the back by the heel, and I cut a slot up by the toe, and I would wrap the thing around the the thing, tied them, had them stuffed with paper and everything. I mean, they looked cool. they looked like they were in the store, and I shot sheet metal screws down through them with yeah. the fender washers. When Mark, you know, we we just had a blast doing this, and those DC shoe guys, they're they're a nutty bunch. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, we went to a couple places, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, my boys. We, you know, we got a lifetime supply of DC shoes, which a lifetime supply didn't last that long when kids are growing. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we gave away a lot of them, but it was all for fun. Uh, but uh, when we sent those things off, I, you know, we weighed them before we shipped them to. I think it was Utah. That was where he met up with uh, Ken Block, and they did the whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. 
and they weighed twice as much as the stock wheels. Oh my! Wow! <laughs> it was oh, it solid was steel. It was just a yeah, yeah. it was a clunk, but I think they still got that bike somewhere. They've uh, got to, and you know, but. That that was a lot of fun. I didn't know if you guys knew I was involved no, in that that's or not. Cool. So that was one of your uh, That was projects. a long time yeah. ago, and uh, uh, about around that same time, I was I was in good shape. I was in my forties, uh, and I you know when you were talking about the pro challenge, I got to race it, you know, quite a few times and mm-hmm. a couple times. You know, I was doing okay. You know, I was running. I you know I think I had a good battle with Charlie Bogard and a couple of them. I'm twenty years older than that guy. Yeah, yeah, but. But regardless, um, Brad and Mitzi, Misty Watson that own Broadway Power Sports. In fact, they're moving this weekend oh, okay. to the new building. Yeah, you have yeah. to see this place. I've been seeing it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. It is, it is so cool. But we were out there at the Pro Challenge, and uh, there was a little feller that came and saw my bike. And he's uh, – I'm in the trailer. I'm in the race trailer. And, and Misty, she's she's – She's she's a lot of laughs. She's pretty cool. She's funny. Well, this little kid goes up and he's got a program, mm-hmm. and he says, "Where's the Where's the guy that rides this bike? Where's the guy that rides this bike?" And Misty just saw her chance. Yeah. Okay. She knocks on the door of my trailer, and I come walking out, and she goes, "Here he is." And that, <laughs> the disappointment on this little kid's face when he saw this old <laughs> old turd yeah. walk out of that trailer, he goes, "No way!" And he just he just bowed his head and handed me the pen. <laughs> And you know, I, <laughs> Misty, she was laughing so freaking hard, and I, well, I was too. But that was hilarious. That's yeah. funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, so that was one of your favorite projects. Um, what's something you're most proud of work doing with Pro Taper? Or well, this one, this one here, this that, one here, the uh, device, the, the Sella. Yeah. A, the self-engaged launch this? assist. Oh, okay, self-engaged launch assist. That's the start device. That, Sella. That. I, you know, and uh, I got, had the pleasure of working with Paul Parabinos. He was the Pro Taper brand manager for years, and we worked together, and we just did magic. And uh, I told him, this was probably a couple of years ago, I said, look, I got an idea. I think I can make this a start device that doesn't require everybody hanging on to thing. You know, yeah. one person. And the whole premise was for a kid that can practice you know mm-hmm. you know you don't have somebody there all the time to practice starts why not make some first one i made i took it to a uh a ktm shop in burleson i think and put it on a bike and it worked it worked but the very first prototype i made it worked perfect yeah and uh those guys i you know the guys in that shop i don't even think they were more enduro kind of dudes you know right and uh, they didn't know what to think at the right. time, but I was so freaking stoked. I, That's cool. I took a video of it and I sent it to Paul. I said, "Check this out, man!" And uh, well, there's people listening that when these things come out, I tell you what, uh, well, they're the out. Thing, well, I'm saying when these things are readily available and you can put them on your shelves, as far as dealers and and parts guys, the fact that it fits so like one product fits a bunch of bikes. Yeah. That, that just that's crazy because yeah, all of the all of the the instructions and we're gonna have videos. Uh, the videos were done by our uh, design guy, uh, graphic design guy Patrick Carroll, yeah, and Randy Valet, which is now the uh, Pro Taper brand manager. Randy's just he's an awesome guy. I uh, worked with him for fifteen years. Yeah, you know, he came on about the same time I did with Tucker. But uh, 
it's good it's you know things are changed you don't wad up a big instruction sheet inside these things you go online mm -hmm. and you watch a video which is so much better and also all of the uh, templates are downloadable and you print out whatever template you want our templates are so dialed uh and so you know and, and the way this thing works it has to be that way it has yeah. to be very precise as far as the mounting but uh what i did was i you know i, I figured out a, a way and and with a, a whole lot of research i figured out a way to make this thing work with all the brands, yeah, you know, with the dealers in mind. I mean, that's 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 the end result. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to the stock people are going to order products. online, but uh, you know, gosh, when you one you, part you look at a Works Connection SKU list, good gosh, yeah, and uh, so that that was one of the biggies too. Yeah. But just just the way it works, I mean, it's so freaking cool. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I'm yeah, very it's, proud it's awesome. of it. Yeah. As soon as I get my hands on one, I'll do a review on my YouTube channel, and we'll post it up. And we'll do a whole. I'll do like how how it is in, installing and everything. So right on. Cool. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's going to be cool. I got I got a couple other ideas on on start things that I'm yeah. working on, but that uh, the uh, the handlebars. The which ones do you use? You said? The fusion. Fusion. Yeah. The, the, you know, the lock or unlock the crossbar. I worked on that. Yeah, and the micro bars were a big thing. Micro bars. Now I did. I did a set, uh, one of our previous, oh, several, several years ago, I did a set of bars, had an idea for making smaller bars uh -huh. on the ends, yeah, sledge yeah. them down, yep, just like yep. I did the, 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 micro. the micro bars, and said, uh, but the, the guy didn't think there was a big deal, uh -huh. and we've, we've actually made protos that some of the factory teams are using with this... And well, yeah, I know I one can, of the, I can think of one rider in particular whose jersey is on my wall yeah. is using the micro bars. Yeah, yeah well, the, 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 the idea, style, the style. Yeah, we made we made tooling molds just right. for grips for him. Yeah, and, uh, and a couple other guys too. But uh, uh, the micro bar, man, I was proud of that too. You know, we I did a whole lot of research to make the, all those cams and and everything work within a, a, a mini and. It's impressive. One one thing one you know when I when I was designing everything for it, and it, when it came out, it was huge. But what uh, one thing that kind of evolved was little kids' egos. Ah, uh, okay. Thought, well, hell, I don't. I'm not a micro. I'm a big boy. Ah, uh, so I want to do the big grip. You yeah. Know? You know they 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 just they thought it was you know some kind of size thing. Yeah. Kids, boys, men yeah. thinking about size. Right. <laughs> no one ever does that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I was I was really proud of that too, uh, with the micro. And uh uh I I remember, you know, throughout the years, I you know, there's they say what imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. 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 That's okay up until a point. But <laughs> you go cruising through, you know, like some of these big motorcycle expos i go to they have a whole asian side yes i remember I, i've oh, been yeah, to, yeah. i've been there I, a bunch of times i was there with you guys yeah yeah and but anyway i'm walking by these little booths and, and you know at these big shows and hell that it looks like a looks like my resume wow <laughs> they and and you know you can't really do anything about it because just as soon as you try to chomp down on somebody they're going to shut down and move next door right yeah. and that's just the way it is i mean patents yeah, I got, you know, 
half a dozen patents on stuff, but it's not, it's only, they're only as good as how you police them. Mm-hmm. Right. And most can't afford to police them. You know, you, you know, you got to hire lawyers and those guys. Yeah. Make, they you know, not worth it in the they end. They don't care. Yeah. And it's just who gets to market first or, or builds the best part, you know, because everybody else, whatever you build, everybody else can try to do something. Sure. Right. A lot like, it's just the way it is. Uh, the pegs, I really like the pegs. Uh, I yeah, did a I ran lot of those research for a long that. time. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I wasn't crazy about the aluminum part, no. and, and then we made the we made the stainless part, and that 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 held up. That was good. the biggest fault I had with those pegs, where they were too fast. Well, you couldn't order them with the stainless. You had to order them with the aluminum, right. and then add the stainless. And, and I'm like, know, I wish they would offer it with the stainless. Mm. Well, it, maybe, it, maybe 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 I'll. You know? Because they'll last. Because I, I I ran those. Like, I need some good pegs. Every the pegs time I have are worn every, out when those first it. came out, they I think they were the first one that were. Well, I, I put a I put a conical top on it. Yeah. Just for for if you you know you're back yeah. on the bike or you're up your front. Yeah. And it you, had you've always got cleats on. It, it had just enough conical where you could rock your heels real easy on it, but it was flat enough that if you boot compressed, it would catch the whole thing. I loved them. But every time I'd order a set, I'd have to order a set, and then I would I would just order the stainless ones right there because the stainless ones last so much longer. Yeah, yeah. The the pegs I'm running or whatever Mark gave me when yeah. I got my bike, and they're I, they're not like a they're not great. We've been running the Fastway doc yeah. doc supported by Fastway, so that's what I've been running. I, I, see, in Torque One, I don't think makes pegs anymore, anymore, so we don't have a sponsor that has pegs. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get some Pro Taper pegs. <laughs> one of the the one of the very yeah. Okay. I know a guy. <laughs> took, him a, took him a second. I know a guy. Uh, the one of the fir- very first projects I did when I was with Tucker, not not besides that uh, the stand, I did an Arai helmet stand uh, uh, display. Display okay. yeah. for Arai helmets because we're the largest uh, Arai distributor in the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, I also did a uh, snowplow. For ATVs. I oh. remember that. I do remember Jeez. that. The neighborhood I lived in, I had I had all these competitor snow plows out in my, you know. Brad, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. There's, there's a big one coming. I'm getting ready. <laughs> big snowstorm headed our way, and it's just like freaking July. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the middle of Tyler, right? Yeah. And, oh, it's uh, White House. So I, I made a really trick one, and come to find out, it was all just to get our current supplier to step up. Oh, really? I designed this badass that that lifted like a four link. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it, it was so much better than what was out there, but it was not to be. Oh man! So they did that. <laughs> yeah. So they did that to try to say, hey, if y'all don't... mission accomplished. I mean, it, that's business. I mean, it's yeah. just and they paid of... you. Yeah, yeah, I was still getting. I, I still got. You know, I'm thankful every week that uh, uh, every two weeks that. Yeah. Someone's still giving yeah, me money right. to do yeah. what I love. Awesome. And uh, so it's it's I've been very blessed. All right. Well, I think we're going to call the show to an end. Uh, it's been awesome having you in the studio, Brad. I mean, I feel like we could probably. Thanks, dude. We need to have you in again and we can tell more stories and talk yeah. about racing. I got some good. Hey, um, we definitely need to get him in the next time we have like some of like like the older riders on that, that he. Because he's old? Because he's old and remembers. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? We'll do that. But <laughs> I want to thank Ben LeMay, Justin yeah. Starling, and Brandon Hartraff for coming on tonight. Uh, I want to thank all our listeners. Please don't forget to send those emails. Tell us why you like the show, MotoXPodShow at Gmail, or go to the website, MotoXPodShow, and hit the contact link. 
And um, remember, I've added a few. I kind of updated a couple pictures and stuff. We don't do a lot with the website, but it's still good to get some traffic through there. It has all our sponsors and sponsor links. And we'll put our codes on there. Yeah, I need to add the, the Moto X code for blood lubricants. Yep. But, um, that's a big one for us, me, for me right now, man, because I recently talked to Jeff. I really need you guys to reach out to blood. If you guys want the best oil on the market, uh, you know, they don't have a huge uh, marketing campaign, so maybe you don't hear about them a ton. But this stuff is legit, man. All you got to do is email Chris Kiefer and see what he thinks about it. I promise you it's going to be positive send stuff. Send me a message on Instagram, and I'll send you some pictures yeah. of pistons that have well, over 20 hours and still have the Teflon coating. But because do not use the Kiefer code, though. You have to use the Moto X code. We, need, code. we need the traffic for blood. Um, I trust the stuff. I use it in both my bikes. TJ uses it on his stuff. The stuff is amazing. Please check out Blood Lubricants, B-L-U-D, lubricants.com. Well, I'll say this just real quick, another deal for it. That bike I just sold, which I built, which was one of Doc's practice bikes, mm-hmm. um, it's a Cowie. The head that was on that bike had over 600 hours on it, and the cam journals were perfect. Nice. I mean, 600 hours on that head. The, yeah, like yeah. I had put in valves in it because valves wear. But the cam journals didn't even have a score, a scar at all on that. I mean, that, that stuff's good, man. Dude, if you can run that this stuff in sprint cars, and these guys are running World of Outlaws and top level sprint cars, yeah, that they're it's legit. Yep. All right, so this episode is a done. It's done. We're done. over. Um, haven't decided yet if we're doing a show next week. We'll let you guys know. But thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. We're out of here.